Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about is your journaling from last week's episode, really taking a look at the times in your life where you felt like a dark, gloomy cloud. Like when you look, when you think back on the times of your life and a dark, gloomy cloud is over them. And then other times in your life where there's, you know, mostly sunshine, maybe partly cloudy, but majority of the time you remember as it being really light and fun. What did you realize and recognize about those seasons of your life? Because what you need to support yourself through depression and anxiety may look exact, like totally different than what is supportive for me. Because like I mentioned, I am no therapist or psychologist or a doctor. I am not claiming to be a physician in any way or a mental health professional, but I do feel like I am very qualified to talk about this as your friend. Like we're talking about this as friends, my friend. And I want to just say today, as I talk to you and I share what some of the things that have really helped and supported me, you might feel very overwhelmed because I've got a lot, a lot of things. But I want you to know that I started with one thing at a time. And I encourage you to just take one small step at a time. As I list and go through some things, know that really supporting yourself with depression and anxiety, I truly believe it is a quest of understanding yourself and giving yourself more grace. Because if you're like me, you are your own worst critic. You probably have people in your life that say a lot of really positive and amazing things about you, but something's going on in your mind that's like, but I'm really not that great. Like what happens if you realize how much of a fraud I am? And that's just not true. That is not true at all. And there have been a lot of things that have helped my anxiety and depression. And it it all is a compilation on top of each other. It's not just one thing. It's because I went and took a lot of steps to try to move forward to find the right thing for me, which I hope this encourages you to take one small step in the right direction that is right for you. Okay. And the first thing I want to just talk about off the bat is I am not going to medication shame anybody. As you guys know, if you followed my podcast for a while, I have been, I have taken anxiety and depression medication at various times in my life. And it was there to support me when I needed it for that season. And I know there's a lot of stigma with um, medication And there doesn't need to be, and we know that from like a heart level, but it still causes some hesitation for me to be like, but why do I need to be dependent on it? And one of the last times I used medication as a tool to support me, I used the affirmation of, I am going to use this as support for me for now. 
this is my support for me for now. Because I feel like sometimes our brains are like, you're going to need to be on medication forever. Which, if you do, and it's helpful to you, that's okay too. Because a diabetic who needs insulin doesn't feel guilty to give their body insulin. If you truly do need it, my friend, don't be afraid or ashamed of needing that support. I would encourage you to actually be grateful for it. But that's not the only thing, you know, because even with medication, it's still really great to do other things to support your mood, your energy, your emotion, your thoughts, and all of the things that are going on, and some contributing to anxiety and depression. Like I said in my reflection that I did personally, I really noticed the times in my life where there was dark lingering clouds hanging over my head. It was a lot of the times when I was isolating and a lot of times that isolation led to me not being around other people and when I'm finding when I'm not around other people, I get down in the dumps and with that realization, I now can start telling myself like, I'm going to make this intentional. I, I, I am definitely going to be intentional while getting out of the house. Like that needs, I work from home. I love my home to my core. I love the four, the three other people, four other people, including my dog. He's like, he's a third, he's a third child. Um, I love the people in my home. I love being home. I don't have a desire to like travel the world with my family right now. But I am realizing like so much loneliness isn't necessarily good. And I think a lot of people with 2020 and social distancing and stuff, we're really starting to want to collectively be like in real life community again, right? So that reflection, I truly will feel like it will give you at least one next step in the right direction to start doing something that will bring you more joy and bring you more happiness. The other thing I... I wanted to talk about, and I didn't number these, you guys, so I'm so sorry. This isn't like tactical, like five steps to help your anxiety and depression, but this is like two friends chatting together. I didn't need this to be a pro, like I'm no pro in this, and I know that, right? But talking and sharing, having a third party, a therapist, I've hired a life coach, a mindset mentor, and all of these have played a step, have played a played a role in me helping piece the puzzle of my mind back together. You know, my therapist is trained in trauma. My mindset mentor was not. My life coach was also a mom and a therapist that was relatable to me, but she she wasn't having the the type of training that I was wanting and needing. She was kind of developing a business platform that she was wanting to grow to. And both, all three of them, all three of these amazing ladies had different unique gifts and each of them gave me a gift in return. Each of them taught me amazing life lessons, amazing things, and gave me certain tools to help me when I was just really, really, really struggling with my mood and energy and emotion and thoughts. And if it's a therapist or a life coach or a mindset mentor, or even if it's just opening up to a, a, a f- trusted friend, opening up was one of the main things that helped me talking to somebody, you know, 
I said the quote in last week's episode, you are only as healthy as the greatest secret you are keeping. And I know I've butchered that exact quote a million times, but you get the gist. Like keeping things bottled up will only add more and more pressure. It's like you're, you're a pop can. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest, so it's pop, not soda. You're a pop can and or a pop bottle. And I'm like, you keeping it closed off, you keeping that lid on so dang tight as I am like the anxiety and depression is like shaking and shaking and shaking in you. And then all of a sudden it's just going to like whoosh out, you know, imagine like shaking a pop can or a pop bottle. I'm not going to say soda pop can or pop bottle and your anxiety and your depression or your secret or just all the things that you are keeping bottled up. That's adding pressure and adding pressure and adding pressure. The more that's coming in is adding pressure and you're gonna explode. And when you, when you take the cover off, it's not comfortable and it's not cute and it's not pretty. Shit hits the fan. It's going everywhere. It is crazy, right? But then the pressure releases. You lighten your load. There isn't as much full and flowing and tension going on in there. That's exactly what it feels like when you start opening up to somebody. And let me just caveat and say that therapy takes time to get comfortable with somebody. So don't give up on therapy too quickly. If you're not jiving with your person, definitely switch it up. But don't give up too quickly because a lot of times it takes comfort level to get to the deep things, right? This, the other thing I wanted to talk about is what has helped me with my... Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm reading this and I'm like, I've already talked about medication. I do want to give like a special shout out to Stressify because in the month of January... In February, things were getting just kind of weird with my sleep. Like I noticed I was waking up at between 2 and 4 a.m. And I was kind of waking up with just some like rapid feeling in my heart. Anxiety, you could probably call it. But I just felt like the second I woke up, it was like tension. I had tension. The second I woke up, there was just tension in my body and frazzlement in my mind. And I ordered a bottle of Stressify and I've been taking it very consistently for like three weeks now at the time of this recording and I definitely am seeing that it is helping me a lot. That edginess is has been helped so much. Obviously I'm not claiming any sort of medical claims but why not try it right? Why not try it? Another thing and this is going to come as no surprise to you is cycle syncing. Because for me, when I started to notice that I wasn't always feeling down and depressed and questioning everything about my life, my career, my relationships, and all of that, when I realized like, hmm, this isn't all the time, this is cyclical, and I didn't get a official diagnosis of PMDD, but I, I did, like if I look back, I can definitely see how PMDD was running rampant because it was like the week before my period I was a hot mess I actually remember two maybe three years ago I think it was three years ago this time of year I literally could not pick up pick myself up off the floor Jace was a baby Bryce was a toddler and I remember my parents coming over to my house on a Thursday and they were like we'll take Bryce and you just enjoy your day with Jace and Jace was napping And I laid on the floor, I had the fireplace on, I had the TV on, and I was sobbing 
and I was so lonely and so down and so depressed and I was crying and crying crying and then Jace woke up and I remember I'm like I'm just gonna like lay on the floor with him all day and I stayed in the living room with him all day long and I was just depressed and I was noticing this is happening a week before my period this is happening a week before my period this is happening the week before my period and when I took note of that and then I could then see okay well this could be a hormonal imbalance what can I do to support this particular hormonal imbalance and it's been much better and I explain it to my ladies in the feminine fitness community as with cycle syncing and with the shift in our hormones yes it will feel like waves so sometimes you'll have waves of higher energy waves of lower energy waves of creativity waves of feeling like bleh and it's like a it's like a nice gentle rocking wave like the waves are there but you can ride them right like you can float along and just kind of get into the groove of things but like hormonal imbalances are like crash like woo tidal wave of joy and energy and excitement and whoosh tidal wave of like the opposite, like down, depressed, feeling so crappy about all the things in your life. To me, if that is what your cyclical rhythm is like, is more like tidal waves, my friend, get into a lot of the things that I teach on syncing with your cycle because those small shifts support your hormonal fluctuations, which will then make a big difference in your hormonal transitions throughout the month, okay? So cycle thinking obviously helped a lot with my depression and anxiety, realizing like a lot of mine was due to isolation and imbalanced hormones. And then the last thing we're going to talk about is doing more of what I enjoy. I'm the type of person that takes life very seriously. I feel like you need to be working and accomplishing and doing to-dos and the time for fun is like a luxury and when I was like no I need to add more of the things that I enjoy the things that restore my heart it helped me so much it really helped me so much and I do think when you do that reflection of the times in your life where there was dark clouds and the times in your life where there was like sun you see as sunshine and rainbows you're gonna uncover a lot of those things that truly restore and bring you fulfillment and enjoyment and passion in your life and like restore you at a heart level it's not like about getting your hair done getting your nails done it's about like really doing the things that feel like a breath of fresh air that feel like pleasure and enjoyment and excitement in your life and for me um, music music is a big part of how I how I operate and get energy like I can feel like such a boss bee when a certain song comes on and then there's times where I can get like mellow and moody when another song comes on and I also love singing I'm not good at it so there was just a couple times where I was feeling really down or if I'm having a really off day I'll put on a song that I know I love to belt out and I just belt it out because that movement which is a voice that movement like shifts the energy for me so music and with working out now I just know it is now not optional for me to not have music when I work out like workouts have to be centered around my music so um, that's super important to me my faith getting into the church that we go to now and seeing how um 
like getting familiar with it and really knowing that it is a biblical based church and when I go to church and when I sit in the service, I absolutely love it because Bryce is at Sunday school and at the time when I'm sitting in church. So I'm sitting in church to restore my heart. I'm not there to be like, oh, did you see Joel in church? Or I'm not there to be like, okay, and bring in the three-year-old. I'm not doing that. Like I'm going to church to restore my heart. And I can, I can definitely see now how I, I feel like my heart is calling me to, um, when I prayed about this, my heart really wants to volunteer with the youth group, the teenagers at the church. And I mean, my teenage years were just not a time I'd ever relive. So teenagers kind of scare me, but I I just feel so excited about something like that. Friends, being around people in real life, talked about that multiple times in this series already. And then let me just say, when it comes to having a realistic, healthy escape that calms your central nervous system, in this season of life as a mom, like it really, I really don't have the energy or capacity for a lot of the things that typical people suggest. But I started reading fiction books again. And as 10 years as an entrepreneur and hearing all of the ways that people say, Successful people don't watch Netflix. Successful people give up their Netflix. Successful people read books about like very serious topics so they can always be improving and growing in themselves. And guess what? When I read, and I'm going to reference some books that I really do like about thoughts and controlling your thoughts, but the more I read about anxiety and depression, the more I felt anxious and depressed. But when I read my first fiction book and I really got into the storyline And I started noticing how it was having positive benefits in other areas of my life, better sleep, less anxiety. I had something that I looked forward to, something that was completely mine and something that when I am reading my fiction books, I can feel my central nervous system just calm, just calm down. And I have, I said, I sleep so much better. And I, I think of my friend Andrea Crowder when I say that because she has an amazing new brand. She's rebranded or creating a new brand of for entrepreneurs called the Unruly Entrepreneur. And that was like one of the rules that I didn't know I was subconsciously living by is like successful people don't watch Netflix. Successful people don't read fiction books. They read books that are always building their mind. And... I'm successful, like I'm wildly successful and I read fiction books and I'm unruly, Andrea, look at me, (laughs) like (laughs) I broke that rule, man, and I just really, it makes me happier and since I read, like I read spicy romance, if you've got a problem with that, give it a try, no, I'm just kidding, but I read spicy romance and you know what, it's eased my anxiety, I sleep better, and it's benefited my relationship in other ways too, okay? And that's been great. It's all just been so, like, life has been so much sweeter when I have, number one, started to control my thoughts and take care of my thoughts and honor my thoughts, align my thoughts. I'll talk more about that in the upcoming episodes. But really doing... Gosh, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm fumbling over my words. Anxiety and depression, we can live with it. And there'll be times where 
I feel like it's going to lurk its sneaky little head back in and there'll be times where we feel like we've got them under control more than others, right? But really going back to, and I know this is hard after becoming a mom because you're taking care of so many other people. You're taking care of the needs and wants of others. And so even starting to think of like, what can I do that brings me more joy? (laughs) I laughed at that question. The first like five people that asked me that the first five mentors that were like, what do you do for you? What do you like to do for fun? I was like, do you know how much I do? I don't even want to do anything more for myself, but it really wasn't until I got really tapped into my faith. That was the first place I started. And then music, like I started listening to music on the drive home from dropping the kids off at daycare and just like belting out those songs. Whereas my old self would be like, use your car as your university. You have to be learning and growing and listening to all the podcasts and all the audiobooks and blah, blah, blah. No, now I sometimes just straight up jam out like a psycho and it brings me so much joy. And then fiction books. Like I never would have thought I would have been a fiction book reader. Never, 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 never. But it does, like it truly has been so special to me. And I mean, I still have boundaries around it, just like with anything. You know, I really read only before I go to bed. And then on weekends, I weed, read, I weed, I weed more often. <laughs> I read more often on the weekends. But I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This is just some of my personal things that have helped me with my anxiety and depression. Upcoming episodes will be things that didn't help or sabotaged my happiness. Taking control of our thoughts, that's going to be a big one. Self-care, the emotional roller coaster, and then kind of rounding it out with supporting and caring for you. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, my friend. If you liked it, please share it or leave a rating and review. It helps the podcast grow so much. It's kind of a turn in topics, but I do think mental health is an important thing for just all all of us to be open, honest, and transparent because, you know, we don't need to walk on eggshells around it. It is important, and it's important for even a lot of people who didn't struggle with mental mental illness or mental struggles before the pandemic. I think after 2020, a lot of us are just really like, oh boy, there's so much more going on and things that I'm experiencing. And it it all came out because of the circumstances that were going on in the world. So thank you so much for listening today. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Hold up, my friend. Wait a minute. Do you wish there was a way to stop the weight loss struggle? Let's end the misery of cutting calories and increasing cardio as our only approach to achieving our goals. And I know what it feels like to be constantly obsessing over my body, working out harder, eating less while not seeing results and actually seeing things go completely backwards. Imagine if you knew how to work with your body, what would it be like to deeply know and understand what your body is going through and give it exactly what it needs to look and feel your very best. This is exactly why I created the Feminine Fitness Foundations course, where I teach you how to sync your fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle with your cycle while increasing your metabolism. You will walk away with understanding each phase of your cycle, what is supportive for each phase, And I know that most plans have you focused on what to cut out, 
stop doing or eliminate, but my approach is teaching you to focus on what is supportive for your body and what to do to enhance your everyday life, not deprive you from it. For a limited time, the Feminine Fitness Foundations is available as a self-paced beginner's course. If you get started right now, you will get access to the course and bonus materials like my cycle syncing cheat sheet, meal plan, food list, and four-week strength training program. You guys, go to tinyurl.com forward slash feminine foundations and enroll right now. Like go right now, sister, because I cannot wait to help you realize your hormones are your superpower, not the curse of aunt flow and how to use cycle syncing strategy to work with your body instead of against it. So the link again is tinyurl.com forward slash feminine fitness or you can check out the link in the show notes of this episode, or it's always in my Instagram bio as well.